Hey, leader, have you ever wondered how some organizations are so fantastic at creating customer loyalty? I mean, so loyal. They're like Buffalo Bills fans are completely loyal to the organization, to the product, to the service. My friends, the secret ingredient is consistency. And today we're diving into how consistency is key to transforming that one-time buyer into a lifelong raving fan. So stay tuned and let's dive in. Welcome back to the Leaders Listen Up podcast presented to you by The Inside View. I'm your host and your friend, Crystal DeCuna. And each week, I equip you with tools and techniques that you can use to design amazing employee and customer experiences, allowing you, the leader, to be the people's champion for your people and for your organization. So today we're polishing off the end of our three-part series. The last two episodes, my friends, we've dived into customer experience one-on-one, turning that one-time buyer into a lifelong friend. And in episode one, we talked about the three P's experience matrix. So I talked about how to make sure that we're creating that customer loyalty. And then in episode two, we talked a little bit about journey mapping, which is one of my most favorite tools. But today... We're diving into consistency. And so consistency is really the key to making sure that they stick, right? They stay with you, whether it's your employees or your customers. And so I'm going to share a methodology that we use. And uh, and so get your pen and papers ready because we're going to dive in and I'm going to share a couple of insights with you that I know will help you. So my friends, let's talk a little bit about why consistency matters. Here's the thing. Consistency is like practicing your plays. Uh, You all know my son plays football and, you know, they practice all year round. They practice in the morning. They practice at night. They practice like, I think, six, maybe even seven days a week. And they practice all year round for 10 games of the year. And it teaches me so much as a parent because you know, that practice is what makes them perform. And what happens with a lot of organizations and, and teams is sometimes we don't have the ability to practice on the spot. A customer comes to us with a challenge or a situation, and we have never practiced it. And so if we haven't practiced it, I mean, can you imagine going on the football field without practicing? You're going to get a lot of fumbles, right? You're going to get a lot of, of you're, you're going to miss the boat. You're going to miss the mark. And so that happens in organizations because the teams haven't had the opportunity to practice. Whether you're a leader in your organization or a frontline team member, you, even as a leader, might not have been able to practice how to coach your team. Uh, We're taking a team through a leadership training session right now. And in our last session last week, we were diving into like mentorship. That was the number one thing is nobody's ever taught me how to mentor. Nobody's ever taught me how to coach. And so, you know, we equip them with tools that they can practice so they can practice on their own or with other colleagues so that they can perfect it when they're needed to be the mentor, right? And so consistency really matters, not only for your employees, but also for your customers. And when I think of consistency, you know, there was actually a study done by McKinsey that talked about customer experience consistency. And when a customer feels like the experience provided is consistent and they're satisfied, it increases customer loyalty and retention by 20% and revenue by 15%. Because if there's one thing we know, it's that it costs eight times more to get a new customer than to sell more to the one you already have, right? Imagine that, it costs $100 to acquire a customer. And if you continue to sell to that customer, you're going to be able to you know, maximize that $100. 
But if you lose that customer and you have to gain a new customer, it costs eight times more. And so I want you to think about that. That loyalty is so critical, especially in a world that we're working in right now where we have to do more with less, right? We're in a really stretched world where we have less people on the floor. We have less resources available to us. We're kind of rebuilding, yes, right? And so as we're rebuilding, we want to make sure that we're maximizing every single opportunity and consistency will really help you to establish your brand to being a loyal one and and allow you to keep your customers and your employees. And so in everything I talk about when it talks about customer experience, please know as a leader, I'm talking about both your team and you being, they're your number one customer and the frontline customer. Okay, so let's dive in to the Inside View signature approach, and we call this the charm method. Um, I think one of, one of my friends came up with this. I was sharing kind of my methodology, and she's like, Crystal, that's like your charm. And I said, oh, I guess it is my charm. And so, you know, it's a really simple approach to creating that loyalty. It's something I've used. Oh, my gosh, I've used it for years, probably when my grandfather was around. So so maybe 20 years ago, I started kind of using this approach. I didn't quite call it charm, but now it's one of our signature methodologies that we teach and we really, you know, design programs around the charm method. And so let me share what charm stands for. So, again, if you've got your pen and paper handy, now is the time to jot it down. So C stands for consistency. H stands for hospitality. A stands for authenticity, R for responsiveness, and M is for that magic. And so I'll take you through each one, but this simple approach, my friends, it's highly effective and it really ensures that consistency and delivery of service. But more than anything, you've hired great people. And you want each one of their personalities to shine through. You don't want it to be robotic. You don't want them to like follow a script. And we were on a call today uh, with a a municipality and I had to do a little bit of a training and and, uh, kind of like a test run of a training. And when we were welcomed into the training, it was really clear that the person was reading off of a script and it was so robotic. It felt to us as training professionals that she has said that script to the last 10 trainers that she's met. And uh, it just felt so robotic and so uncomfortable, actually. It, it didn't allow that that personality to sign through. It almost felt like she was like masking her personality and she just had to like do the deed, you know? Um, and so when I designed Charm, I, I think of back in my retail days with Danny Leather, we had a system called Code. It was a little bit different, uh, but it was a sales approach. And the beauty of code was that we were able to use our personalities, our uniqueness, our style, our charisma, our charm to, you know, follow a system, but it wasn't scripted. It was us allowing us to make sure that we, you know, had the basic foundation to be able to to serve our customers with consistency. So charm is very much like that. You know, you've hired, you've taken the time to hire great talent. Now, Use that great talent, allow them to have some autonomy and use this to be able to create that consistency and service. So no matter if, you know, John or Sally or Susie, whoever is helping that customer, they're still going to get that high level of service, whether it's 
online, whether it's in person, whether it's on the telephone, that level of consistency and service is going to remain the same. So let's start with the C in charm, which is consistency. Um, and so when I think about consistency, I think of that uniformity in your service delivery across all of your different touch points. So remember, your customers are coming in on different ways, right? They could be coming in on TikTok. They could be coming on Instagram. Uh, some people are only YouTube subscribers. Some people are email subscribers. So wherever they're coming into you from, maybe they're coming into you from your retail sector, maybe they're referral. How, first of all, we need to know all the different channels they're coming into. I think sometimes we don't analyze all the different channels our customers are actually coming into us from. So we want to find out first what channel they're coming in because maybe they're coming in through YouTube. Maybe they're coming in through your retail space. Maybe they're coming in from a referral, right? I think that's actually for small businesses in particular, sometimes we don't understand all the different channels and all the different ways our customer actually comes to us. And okay, if we ask them, how did you get here? What do we do that with that information? We need to start actioning that information when we ask them. Um, and so the episode prior where we talked about journey mapping, um, that'll share a tool with you. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen to that one on how important it is to really understand those channels. But here's the thing, regardless of which channel they're coming into, we want to make sure that they're really receiving that consistency in service. You know, when you are able to deliver that customer consistency, you're going to build this loyalty because you're going to build trust. It's just like in a relationship with a family or a friend, you know, when, when you can rely on somebody, there's consistency there. Or when you can rely that they're not going to get something done, there's consistency there, right? And so your trust starts to develop that, okay, this is the person that can get this done. Or you know what? Maybe not that person, right? Maybe somebody else. I know with my son, I'll ask him a question and he'll say, what? And when he says what, I know right away it's not he didn't do it, right? Or he'll say, um, like, he, I know by the third time I ask him, that's when I'm going to get the, you know, the full answer. And so, um, you know, we all have those. We all know kind of how to to get the best out of people and in, in, in terms of the questions we ask. And so consistency is really, you know, personally or professionally, you trust somebody because of the level of consistency in the experience that you received from that person right? And so a customer is doing this from a brand perspective. And so I think of I think of FedEx, the number one, for me, the first thing I think of when consistency is you're going to get in 24 hours. There's no other way, right? There's no other way across the globe. You're going to get it overnight or, you know, within whatever, a night or two, whatever they tell you. But what they tell you is non-negotiable, and so FedEx, you know, they're so reliable. If I'm not mistaken, their mission statement is like to provide outstanding experiences and something about going the extra mile, even if they have to, right? So it's just non-negotiable. We know and we can trust globally that when we ask FedEx to deliver something, it's going to be on time, right? And um, and so that's the kind of consistency people need to see from your organization, from your people, and your people are your brand. So I think often sometimes we just assume that everybody's under that brand umbrella, but my friends, your people are what create that brand promise. So we really need to make sure that they, your people have the tools they need to provide consistency. Because what you don't want to be happening is they saying, well, 
yeah, you know, I'd love to do it, but it's a service department. And the service department says, well, we didn't get the information on time from customer service. And so what happens is where everybody's pointing that finger, right? We don't want that to happen. We need to make sure that every, the back end, that customer doesn't see that the back end. The customer only gets that one experience. All right, let's go to hospitality. And so hospitality is, you know, that that warm welcome, that that wonderful goodbye. And I've had some amazing uh, experiences traveling all over the world. And, you know, I think of this one experience when we went to India and we were greeted with flowers and marigold flower chains around our neck. And uh, and when we were, they were saying goodbye to us, this is at the Hilton in Jaipur in India, uh, when they were saying goodbye to us, they actually had like an Indian drummer out there and we were dancing in the parking lot uh, and they wished us a beautiful farewell. I mean, I've got lots of stories and I can tell you that later, but that hospitality is about creating that welcoming experience. Now, a lot of organizations will be like, well, Crystal, it's an online experience. It's a digital experience. Totally understand that. But even the way we communicate digitally, whether it's through a phone call or whether it's through an email or whatever communication, those words are really powerful. You know, are we are we using beautiful language? Are we using language to paint a picture and a story? Are we taking the time to teach our team how to use that language and practice that language? I also talk a lot about training and hospitality because, you know, Often our team just hasn't been trained to provide that level of hospitality. We think it's common sense. Anybody? Right? And a lot of leaders are like, oh, it's common sense. Of course I would do that. Well, I want you to think of the age gap too, right? Some, If you're a leader and you're in your 40s like myself and you've got a, a, a newcomer uh, that might be from a different country, but also their age might be in their 20s, well, they haven't experienced hospitality the same way you have. Right. And so your expectations of common sense hospitality might not be the same as theirs, or they might have an abundance of experience with hospitality. And you may have never worked in that industry before as a leader. You're just a really great leader and motivator, but maybe you've never worked in that retail environment or that hospitality environment. And so there's an opportunity to really learn and strengthen. But at the end of the day, you want to think of you know, turning those customers into guests and making them feel valued and appreciated. And you really can spot this when you do the journey map, again, in the episode prior to this one. And when I think about hospitality locally, there's a great little restaurant uh, just around the street from me. It's called Wine Local. And it's like, it's now become this, this really great spot. I can walk in there. Everybody knows my name. Everybody welcomes me. They have an espresso martini waiting for me. Um, it's just gotten so comfortable. I don't remember everybody's name there, but they all remember my name and they just greet me like I'm I'm special and it's really a good feeling, you know? So, you know, you've all got those places, that one place where they just remember you. And so that's that's the idea. You want to create that in your customer communications. Even an email, say, welcome back. Thanks for shopping with us again. You know, how can I be of service to you? Just Something really delightful like that really creates that hospitality in an email. Okay, so let's dive into the A in charm, which is authenticity. When I think about authenticity, it's these genuine interactions that really reflect your brand values. And so recently, we're, we're working with an organization called The Grove, a, real, a beautiful boutique grocery store in Niagara-on-the-Lake. And their team is fantastic, and their ownership team is fantastic. And their company logo is a peach, 
and it says the grove on it. And it's just this beautiful peach in, in our fruit land, in our fruit belt here in Ontario. So it kind of makes, it makes a lot of sense. So when we redesign their vision and their mission and all the, the things we did from a business perspective, the peach stayed. But we use the peach to really create authenticity. So, you know, the people we hire have to be peachy. The uh, the customers, the way we serve our customers, you know, it's got to be with that element of, you know, when you think of a peach, you think of something delicious and juicy and like the best part of your meal, you know, a piece of peach pie. And that's what we want our team to be. And so in all the training that we do, in all of the brand messaging that we're doing, in, in every way, in, when we hired top talent, our um, job description was peachy. Like if you're not a peachy person, you won't like that job description. And so we really tailored everything to be really authentic to the brand. Another example when I think of authenticity is CAA. And I think of that often because CAA, and if you're watching this from America, it would be AAA. So they are a car, a towing company. So if your car breaks down, you would call CAA or AAA in the U.S., and like consistency, they're super consistent. They're hospitable. They're, all their team is trained on just being kind because you're in a really vulnerable state when you typically are calling them because, you know, you're stuck somewhere. But then authenticity, um, you know, they have the ability to customize and craft the experience and tailor it to the individual. And I remember once my son and I, Zurich was really young. I think he was like seven years old. And we were, our car broke down in the middle of Toronto and we were just stuck. And it was at like 11 o'clock at night. And I was by myself with this, you know, my little boy, he wasn't seven. He was probably about five because he was maybe four. He was still in a car seat and my car just totally broke down. So, and I was like 200 kilometers away from home. And the driver was so wonderful. He right away, he got us to a safe place. He got us in the truck and he put on the Lion King for Zurich. And, you know, he was so young. He was like four or five years old. And just a couple of weeks ago, him and I were talking. He's like, Mom, do you remember when that that tow truck driver put the Lion King on for me? I didn't remember but I remembered he made him feel really good. I remember I didn't have a care in the world. I felt safe. As soon as he picked us up, I, I was just comfortable and safe. And, and for a whole 45 minutes while we were waiting, I felt completely vulnerable and scared. And all of a sudden he made us feel really, really safe. And that's a feeling, my friends, that you know, you have to give your team the ability to make those decisions and to create and tailor the communication to that individual's need. And for my son to remember that, you know, the Lion King was playing and he put it on, he was watching it in the back of his car on a little laptop. I thought that was magic because, you know, over a decade and he still remembers that almost two because he's 20 now, right? All right. So that's authenticity, giving your team the ability to make genuine interactions and customize the experience to be authentic to what the customer needs. R, R is that responsiveness, you know, quick and efficient service. The number one challenge organizations have is we take too long to respond to a customer. If something happens, they're like, oh, let me go check with my manager. And the manager comes out, then I have to tell them the whole story again. It just creates more and more frustration, right? And we want to handle customer queries and complaints with speed and efficiency. We want to give people the autonomy to make those decisions really quickly, but efficiently and with care. So they don't just feel like another number, but they feel like, you know, thank you so much for bringing that to our attention. You know, uh, we sincerely apologize. Let's make it right for you. 
right? The language and the way we speak to that customer will make them feel valued, respected, and appreciated and allow you to keep that customer. Because the worst thing is, is you, you know, you fix the problem, but they're still never going to come back because they didn't like the way you handled it, right? And so you want to be able to create that loyalty. And recently I had this responsiveness example and I was thinking of it just the other day. Um, I was just traveling to the UK. I think I mentioned it earlier and, um, you know, I was getting ready. It was an overnight flight and I drive to Toronto. Toronto's about an hour and a half from my house. As soon as I pulled into the parking lot in Toronto, ding, I get a text message saying your flight is canceled. Not just delayed, your flight is canceled. Like literally my phone was on my dash. I put my car in park, ding, your flight has been canceled. And I thought, right, I'm like, oh my, what am I going to do? So put my car in park, I open up the message and it was beautiful. And it was from Air Canada. So I'm going to give them their props because they've been taking a lot of heat lately, but it was a really great message. And it was like, hey, you know, your flight has been canceled because we've had some challenges finding an aircraft. Uh, we totally understand that you're probably, you know, um, I can't remember the exact words. I should have actually pulled it up, but we totally understand. We're working really efficiently to be able to get you on the next flight or get a flight booked. Please be patient with us. We promise to communicate with you speedily and efficiently. Please continue to come to the airport or the terminal. We're working on it. And so that made me feel so good. So at first I was like, <gasps> and then I could breathe. So I put my bags on, I got into the terminal. And before, by the time I got into the terminal, Everything was set. They, you know, so that was about 20, 30 minutes by the time you get to the terminal. And they had a plan and then they communicated with email. And so I was really pleased on how they worded that email because it could have been like, your flight is canceled, we're waiting. Uh, we'll, we'll let you know, we'll keep you posted. But I just knew that we were in good hands because of the way they replied. Okay, let's talk about the M in charm, which is that magic, those magic moments, my friends. These are the opportunities you as a brand have to create those moments of magic and those moments of that create the memories, right? These are the unexpected moments that really create customer delight. This is where you turn those ordinary interactions into memorable lifelong experiences. Just like the CAA story I told you, he created a little magic there for Zurich, right? And so my most recent moment of magic, simply because I was I was traveling, um, was at the NYX Hotel in London. And so, you know, day one, I went down for breakfast and I ordered eggs and toast. And I, it was an omelet, actually, I ordered. And when I ordered it, I had asked the server, I said, oh, do you have some hot sauce? I don't know if anybody else likes hot sauce, but I love hot sauce on my, my eggs. And so he said, no, no, we don't have any hot sauce. And I looked at him kind of puzzled. I'm like... Like none, like no hot, like any wing sauce, anything. And he's like, no, I'm sorry. We, we don't have any sauce. And I said, okay, that's fine. So, you know, I put a lot of pepper on my egg and I ate it and I was good. And so the next day, you know, it was done. I didn't think twice about it. The next day I was in my room, I was getting some work done and, um, and it was lunchtime and it was almost three o'clock and I hadn't eaten lunch yet. And so I thought, okay, you know, I, I had to get some work done. So I ordered room service. And I ordered room service and the same gentleman brings my food up. And um, when he brought my food up, he said, ma'am, I'm so sorry that we didn't have hot sauce yesterday, but I went to the store and I bought you a bottle of hot sauce. And so with I ordered a sandwich and he literally had a, a box of Tabasco sauce for me and he brought it for me. And he goes, I hope you enjoy your meal. 
My friends, that was such a moment of magic. I tweeted about it. I posted on Instagram. I ta- I, This is probably the hundredth time I've told the story. Um, I literally kept that bottle of hot sauce in my bag for the seven days that I was in London and I used it everywhere. Uh, but it was such a nice gesture that he remembered. And I didn't even know that he knew like what room I was in or how I got like you know, I ordered room service. How would he know that that was me, the same person that was downstairs? I mean, he must have, I, I don't even know, but it doesn't matter because it was a moment of magic. And so those are the things that we have to be able to anticipate that customer's needs. And how can we create that surprise and delight? Here's the thing. If you don't take the time to practice this with your team, if you don't take the time to think of moments of magic, then when you're in that moment, it's not going to come to you. It's just like practicing football, right? It only comes to you because you've talked about it, you've practiced it. So one of the exercises I would encourage you to do with your team is to really have a conversation with your team and say, hey, let's talk about all the, you know, the last week. What are some of the things, what are some of the challenging situations that came up? And then role play what you could do to create a, a moment of magic. If money or time was no object, what would you do? You can pair it back, but chances are it's not going to cost you a lot of money, maybe a little bit of time and effort, but there's always ways you can customize the experience. All right, my friends, I hope you got some good nuggets there in the charm method. I've been using it for years. My clients use it. You know, at the end of the day, if we can increase customer retention and loyalty within an organization, it can increase your profitability by up to 75%. And so consistency is that non-negotiable in customer service. Remember, it costs eight times more than to get it to get a new customer than to sell more to the one you already have who already trusts you. So I wish you outstanding success as you practice the charm method. I'm here if you need us. Uh, in terms of training and development and, and creating that loyalty, we of course have our customer service training. If you need more help, we'll put the link in. In the details. It's called customer service excellence. And we dive into all of this in our training session so we can help you with that. But the goal here is, you know, to make sure you're creating that consistency, create those moments of pure joy and magic. All right, leaders, thank you so much for tuning in. That's a wrap for this three-part series. We hope you enjoyed your time with us. Thank you so much for staying in tune with us and connected with us. Don't forget to leave a review and comment and hey, ask us some questions. We would love to design an episode just for you. Check out the link in the show notes for more on the Charm Method and our customer service experience training sessions and all of the great goodies we've got for you. So stay connected and leaders, remember, It's always our job to listen and learn and create magic.